Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. And we are live. Okay, so we go back to back sessions now. So yesterday, um, I told you guys about the Bali trip. And this morning, Jay came, came in live and started talking about where he came from. He's our, he's our coach in the Dream Team Academy now. And a good follow, like what an what a introduction, first of all. So now I'm going to introduce you to the next coach. So this is Chris Bryan. Chris Bryan, welcome to the team. Hey, thanks, Patrick. Uh, awesome to be here. Really excited, guys. And um, it's it's been uh, pretty cool so far. And so I'm looking forward to seeing where we can take this because it's got some huge potential. Really yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, so me and Chris are a part of the same mentorship group. So every trainer has a trainer. Every coach has a coach. Like that's our philosophy because yeah. you want to get better all the time. And we crossed paths about a month ago and what resonated with me with Chris was he's like an in-person coach. So like I used to be an in-person coach as well. And we love what we did. We love what we do. Um, so we, we connected that way. So now like um, having realized that we're one of the best coaches in our nations, we wanted to join forces and provide like an atmosphere to you guys that's going to be one, getting you to your results faster, smarter, um, in a way where it's, empowering you to be the best version of you as opposed to like holding your hand the whole way because we want to empower people so i want to ask you chris um what like how how did this all start because you've been a coach for how long now i've been coach for a couple of years now uh but i've been in the fitness industry probably 15 years so um prior to this i was working in like full-time nine to five sales and marketing jobs um doing you know the nine to five type stuff and uh what sort of really resonated with me is that um i was doing these jobs i was getting good money i had a car you know you get all the tools and resources that you need um and provided for but i wasn't happy um i was only happy when i was talking to people about how i could help them train um about their nutrition about like struggles in the gym um so i was already training people before i actually said no nah, i'm going to do this full time um so that's when i said like one day i pretty much just said i'm done i can't go into work anymore i can't stand this uh nine to five and hitting targets that don't mean anything you know i'm saving people a thousand dollars on their it bills a month that's not exciting um i want to help people this is what i love to do that's that's mm. the start of the dream yeah, that's powerful. You know, when you sent me your before and after photo, I was like, well, that, well, that was you. <laughs> and it, guys, I know you guys, most of you guys aren't trainers, but the reason why trainers become trainers, well, 80% of us, the reason why we become coaches is because we were in a place where we weren't happy with ourselves. So when we found fitness, it changed the way we looked at our bodies, which changed the way we looked at ourselves because a body is a reflection of where you are. It's like, I look at your body, like the integrity that you have with, with self. 
So if you look good, you're usually probably going to feel good, especially if you're following the right methods. So well, you feel a lot better about yourself anyway. Um, and that's, that's the big, that's the first start, right? Like if you can start looking and feeling better, then the mindset starts changing. And that's, that's a huge part of life is how we can work on ourselves physically to then uh, change our emotional state and our mental state to be better as well. Mm, they don't teach you this in school. There's no. no handbook for this. They definitely don't teach you on the news. They definitely don't teach you on Netflix. None of this yeah. is being learned because mainstream media keeps people away from being the best versions of them. Yeah. Well, fair, fair selves, right? We saw this with the whole pandemic thing. Um, fair selves, and that, that's what they want. They want they want clicks. They want your eyes on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like we felt trapped. We felt like we couldn't do anything. We felt like, you know, now we have to follow all these structures and rules. And within that, now we took, they've taken away the gyms. Now we can't train. And then we get into a mental health spiral. And now we have to call a helpline to get ourselves out of it. And I didn't even put myself in here in the first place. Like it's a downward spiral. So I think the best thing we can do is make fitness a priority. Cause like, it's the one thing that we always have control of. I mean, like you can work out at home. Like when we were, when we hit COVID, and I know I'm gonna ask you heaps of questions about you. But when when the Dream Team Academy hit COVID, this is how we were born, you know. Like I think, and I know that we're all connected in all in it. We're all connected with pain, right? And within pain, we can get out of that, and we can have love and self love through fitness and l- looking after your body by eating the right foods is the best form of self-love. So I want to ask you, out of all the goals that you've accomplished, and you've accomplished so many, like talk to me about which one, which one of these goals that you've accomplished, like actually go go over them for those that don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I'll go go them. So I got into bodybuilding 10 years ago. Um, Did my first show with my wife. Um, She was actually the main driver behind it. She was like, I want to compete. I said, well, if you do it, I'll do it. It's a support thing. And we both fell in love with it. Um, so that first year, I won my nationals um, through New Zealand for my category that I was competing in, which was a, a very smaller category than where I am now. Um, and like I was just hooked, just like that. Um, so I won my national New Zealand title uh, in my first year of competing for the amateur division and then started really getting into it from there. Um, so I've... I've kind of lost count of the amount of comps I've done now. It's probably up around at 15 plus mark. Um, we've got like several trophy cabinets full of trophies. Um, so there's been a lot of wins, a lot of you know placings as well, which is cool. Um, there's there's a few that kind of stand out for me because in my downtimes when I'm not prepping for a bodybuilding show, I'm also doing powerlifting. I love lifting heavy. It's very um, fulfilling um there's nothing cooler than going into the gym and beating what you previously did and you're you feel confident you feel strong um it's very empowering for yourself and you can take that confidence outside um so powerlifting is, a, is another really cool aspect of of com- competitions that i that i partake in um and in those ones that my goals uh just to lift better than what i did last time because you can only improve on yourselves right um, yes, we're in competition with other people, but you know it's it's relative to where you're at as well. So probably my my top ones is my powerlifting ones uh, of getting a 300 kilo deadlift, um, two eighty squat, 
180 bench. That was guys, like, slow down, slow yeah. down, slow down. The, my man over here said he deadlifts is 300 kilograms. So for those that don't know, that's like one, two, that's four of me. Okay. He squats what 280? 280 is my top. Yeah. yeah. Guys, he squats your whole family on his back. He can carry your whole family home if you all get stuck on the freeway. Okay. You'll it be does fine. Save yeah. Yeah. It does save, especially <laughs> today's age. Bench presses. How, how much do you bench press? Uh, bench is my worst on 180 on bench. Guys, his worst is your never best. So, <laughs> so 180, for those that don't know, is 420 kilogram plates on each side. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a stupid amount of weight. So not only do we have the number one New Zealand coach in right now, like we have a fucking very strong human. So in terms of programming and periodization, if you guys want to get strong, like I will tell you right now, being a like someone that's been in powerlifting, this guy knows his stuff. So any questions that you have, we've got an amazing resource now. So please ask your questions in the Facebook group. And I know this man has a wealth of knowledge and including all of our students, like mine, Jay, yours, like anyone here, um, we're all here to support each other. So I love it. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And probably bodybuilding competition, I'd probably say it was probably my first year because it was um, my first year competing and it was pretty special because I got to do it with my wife and um, we both did really well and, and won our categories and divisions and um, we've, we've been trying to match it ever since then, to be honest. And I think this year we're both competing again this year, so it's going to be another very big year for us and very special year, so looking forward to it. Mm, that's that's crazy you're still going <laughs> and what's the most fulfilling out of the powerlifting out of the bodybuilding i know you were used to be in the army you used to serve in the army yeah. right yes i did six years in the infantry in new zealand um mm. so yeah most of what i guess what got me into the army you're let, let's i'll go back a bit more right because okay. there's a reason for going into the army other than just being in the army um so when i was really young when i was 15 i came from a broken home um my father was quite abusive. He ended up going to prison. So when he was in prison, I got really sick. And I was in hospital for 18 months. I had lupus, um, which is like a, it's a kind of like um, autoimmune disease that attacks your joints and that. And it was very, very painful. Okay? So I couldn't really move. Um, my sister's walking across the floor would be agony for me. So I was in hospital in the arthritis ward, surrounded by 80-year-old people um and back in those days we didn't have um cell phones with screens on them we didn't even have cell phones back then with like you know the nokia stuff um so i was kind of just stuck in bed i couldn't do anything i couldn't walk i couldn't go to the lounge because there's only one little tv in the lounge um so i ate i just ate food because wow. that was all i could do um and 18 months later after going through everything and all the medication and um screens and doctors and etc cetera, etc cetera. uh i came out and i was i was obese like i was i was really big um very unhealthy there's there's no muscle there after lying in bed for 18 months so um i i sort of was in a really dark place um and i didn't see myself being able to transition out of that place because i didn't know what to do um and what happened is that I always wanted to be in the army ever since I was a kid. Like I loved guns. <laughs> okay, what kid, what young boy doesn't love guns? Um, but I wanted to go overseas. I wanted to, and the main thing for me was still back then was I would be able to go overseas and protect and help people because that was really uh, dear to me. 
because I couldn't protect my family at home with my dad. So that's also been carried wow. on through my life. That's crazy. That's yeah. a crazy story. We could dig in that, but that's yeah. fucking more. Uh, that's I resonate with that heaps. Yeah, it's it's pretty thick, right? Like it's um, how you are raised can really impact you in your life big time. But the thing that that makes or breaks you, right, is how you deal or overcome those struggles, right? What you do with those struggles, because for me, uh, I was angry. Like I hated him. Um, I hated life. You know, I was a very upset person uh, for a long time. And then I joined the army. It was even worse because it was a very uh, abusive uh, relationship in the army as well. If uh, my first six month appraisal was a punch in the head, like that's just what we did in the army. Because if you couldn't handle that, how could you handle going overseas and fighting in the war? That was the philosophy behind it. Probably not a very good one, but it was what they did at the time. So when I left the army, I wasn't in a good headspace either. Um, I was very thin because I, I just ran everywhere because that's what the army is for. Like I got, I loved that side of the army with cardio and fitness and everything like that. It was amazing. But I wasn't in a good headspace. What changed for me in my mind was realizing the fact that I was carrying all this pain and hurt and suffering, but the person that had hurt me was living their best life. They didn't care. They were off in Australia now. They're like they're fine. They've got a new relationship, everything like that. And I was still dwelling on it, I guess, because um, I hadn't overcome it. I had come to terms with what, what had happened. Um, so it sort of took that realization. And I don't know, I can't put a finger on when it happened, but uh, it sort of came to, to me by myself. I think it was when I was driving home one day and just said, why am I so angry all the time? And had to think about it to myself. And it just sort of went like that. And then I was like, well, I'm going to start looking after myself um, and looking after my mental health as well because um, I don't want to be this upset, angry person at the world forever because it's, and I want my, my kids to be happy and I want them to trust me and I want them to feel safe and secure in their home because that's what a parent should be. Um, I don't want to be like my parent. And Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. Yeah, yeah, we've got many parents in the academy, like, and I know you guys can definitely relate. I mean, we always strive to be the best versions of ourselves. And, you know, for coaches as well, just so you can see a good insight of like what Chris's life is like and where he came from, like we're constantly trying to work on ourselves because if we don't, how can we do this for our students? How can we inspire our students to work on themselves through the vehicle we call fitness if we can't do it ourselves? So you've done a yeah. lot of developing here. So like coming out of the army and like like being where you're at now, would you say like a lot of the demons that you tackled are some of the things that you thought was meant to be like you, you were going in there to search for something, but coming out, you probably saw it like totally differently, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, there was a couple of reasons why I left the when I joined the army. So, well, number one, I wanted to serve my country and and uh, in the best possible way and to help other people. The second one, and I don't haven't really said this much to anyone before, um, is because I was very depressed and I wanted I didn't want to be around anymore. I thought if I joined the army, I would go overseas and fight in a war, and I would die in a war, and that was the best way to go because I'd be protecting people and serving my country. And um, it was better than doing it myself. So that was, yeah, that was the driving forces. 
Um, when I left the army, I was still in a little bit of that headspace, but not as much. Um, I, I, it really just became like I got into a time when I was going to like do something to myself. And I sort of thought at that time, like, do I want to actually do this? Like, I've got, I'm young. I was probably like 25, 26. Like, I've got so much time to change and, and learn and grow. Um, and there's things I want to do. There's things I want to see. Uh, I'm just feeling really bad right now. So, yeah, I think from that, that sort of realisation and that's when things started, like, falling into place or, you know, starting to anyway, uh, that I started to have that different outlook on life. You know, um, I, want to, I want to double yeah. down on this point. That was really really cool um like having hit rock bottom i don't know if anyone has hit rock bottom i don't believe anyone has to hit rock bottom to see rock bottom sometimes we got to be in rock bottom to realize okay we're here now and there's no one watching there's no one there like no one's there and as a man you only have two options like you really only have two options like i feel like in a way like men and female are different in this aspect because like, as guys, we're very fucking prideful. We don't want to tell anyone because we don't believe anyone should care, could care, would care. We don't care about it ourselves. And it's also weak, right? It's weak it's to weak. Yeah, it's feelings. Weak. That's what I believe anyway. You know, um, and being in the mental health space for a while, having speak spoken to the spokesperson of the Are You Okay Foundation, there's a lot of things I see, Right. And, like, if you want to talk about the word weak, I mean, there's a lot of narratives. Like, if you want to dissect the word narratives, I'm going, like, way off target here, but I'm trying to bring a point. I'll come back in a second. But if you want to look at it, narratives online, there are so many narratives that you can believe. You go on someone's Instagram story right now, you have 10 quotes that talk about gratitude. You have 10 quotes about stop being weak. You have 10 quotes about success. What the fuck are you meant to believe? That's why you have to do your best to channel and create the right headspace that's going to put you in the best position to provide for you and most importantly, your family and friends, the people that you love and you care about. That is the best way to approach your life right now. Okay. <laughs> and um, so my point is, and like being rock at rock bottom, I was there too. It was like last, no, a year and a half ago, S- September 8th, 2020, didn't want to live. Didn't know. I didn't like, I just lost my gym. I gave up my dog because I couldn't look after my dog. I just let, I got out of a toxic relationship. Got a, I told my best friend, I can't live with me anymore. And I had nothing, no one and lost my two gym. Like I decided to sell my two gyms because of COVID. And there I am just me on the 40th apartment of a beautiful, beautiful like apartment on, on city road. And I'm just thinking, fuck all that work for well, here we are. And that's the place of rock bottom that I can't even comprehend. I was journaling every day because I realized my thoughts were becoming so toxic that if I didn't write them down and, and look at for what it was, I couldn't close the chapter in my head. So I wrote all my thoughts down. So when I was looking at, I was reading it and I was reading it, I was reading it. I'm like, okay, this is getting worse every day. I don't care how much meditation I was doing. I'm not in a good headspace. And if I don't put my brain or my hands to work and build something and grow something, I'm going to kill myself. Like my mind is going to put myself in a really dark place. Now, this podcast and this interview wasn't meant to go into this part, but here we are. We are going to get out of the dark, I promise you guys, and I know this will hit. So I had a choice. I don't believe you can get from rock bottom to a dark place 
to overnight success. It's not possible. There's a level of groundwork that you need to do. And I believe in my heart that we all live a storyline. I want to live, and I don't know about you, Chris, but we'll find out. I want to live the hero journey. I want to be that guy from the western suburbs of Altona who had two gyms, lost it all, COVID, $50,000 in debt, and found his way out and decided that he wasn't going to rest on a loss. He's going to climb this fucking mountain called Mount Everest. And the problem with Mount Everest, it's the biggest mountain in the world, but not many people make it to the top. But here's the thing. You go alone, you probably will get very there, you get up there very fast, but you're probably going to get beaten up along the way and you probably would get an av- avalanche that you didn't plan for. But you're in a team environment. So I believe the law of the universe has attracted me and you together along with the other coaches to realize this Mount Everest that we're climbing is meant to be done in a team environment. And this is coming down to our students as well. You guys are part of our atmosphere. You're not just a person that just signed up for a fucking program, give me my training plan, give me my nutrition plan, and we're good, deuces. No, this is a whole different space. You have to protect what the fuck you're putting in between your ears. So anytime me, Chris, or any other coaches go live in here, this is all the things that are going to empower you to be the best version of you. Take it from two people that hit rock bottom that didn't want to find a reason to live. When you find meaning in your goals, that is where all success lies. That's where all happiness lies. Like I'm, I can, I know that I'm in a way better headspace than I was two years ago because of the groundwork that we did. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, cool. So that was a big cliffhanger. So yeah. now that we're we're here, back up, back up to the interview yeah. now. So I want to yeah. ask you, right? You know, if fitness was the foundation of you stepping into like being one of the best coaches like in New Zealand right now, like what advice do you have for people like th- that are in rock at rock bottom, people that are really struggling with their appearance, people that are really struggling with being consistent, people that are really struggling to let go of their old self, people that are really struggling to let go of the old forces of the people that used to hang around that are keeping them away from their, their best versions of them. What advice yeah. do you have for them? A couple of things. Um, so one, talk to someone like you've got to talk because uh, you just talking is going to start making your brain start to think about what you're talking about and already like you'll start solving things for yourself you'll be like you'll be voicing your concerns you'll be voicing uh, your issues and then it'll sort of realize that oh maybe it's not as big a deal as i thought it was or maybe i can do this aspect to make it myself a bit better so that's it that's number one number two two where are we Stop being so hard on yourself. Like, we always beat ourselves up so much, but you don't need to. Uh, it's not helping, so stop doing it. Like, it's what's the point? We, you know you're fucked up, so deal with it, find a solution, and move past it. Hey, let's all celebrate that we're all a bit fucked up. I think that's yeah. beautiful because in the same word of being fucked up, it means you're a bit weird, and if you're being yeah, a bit weird, you're, you're different. Unique. You're quick. You're, if you're, I, I, I really think being weird and unique is in direct correlation with being a leader. Because yeah. if you're not weird, if you're not weird, if you don't have any quirks, you're probably following, you're probably just following like people and like they're not going anywhere. So you just blend in. Have you ever been in a social environment where you just blended in 
and you feel mm. so socially anxiety, like so much social anxiety because you just feel like I'm just doing what everyone else is doing and there's no individuality. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, and I, what I love about you and what I love about a lot of the people that we we talk to in our academy and I have some close relationships, I'll catch up with like, we meet Fizz caught up the other day and we're just being completely honest with each other. And it's like, if you just be you at your truest self, it's so admirable in today's day and age. I mean, like, just say whatever you want, do whatever you want, like live life full of individuality. Yeah. You know, I think it's so powerful. Yeah, you gotta you got to be honest and real, right? Um, stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you all the time. Like, who, who cares? It's not going to change you. It's not going to – it shouldn't change you. Like, why should you have to um, – feel bad about the dress that you're wearing or the shoes that you have on because someone else has a fucking issue with it like <sighs> fuck them do do you you know it's, it's not hurting anyone like yeah, if man. you're beating someone up in the street that's a that's a different story then i'd say yeah you need to stop doing that it's not good but you're not doing that you're just trying to live your own life so live your own life mm. be proud of it. that's 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 the biggest thing man be proud of yourself because when you're proud of yourself um, you then can own things, okay? And it's not arrogant to be confident about something that you're good at, okay? I am not arrogant, but I know I'm good at this. Okay? I love this topic. Let's stay yeah. here. So the yeah. reason why I love this topic is confidence and arrogance and cockiness. There's like a fine line. Like, what is that? I believe arrogance is only determined by the person that feels like the other person is arrogant. For example... I'm the fucking number one Australian coach right fucking now. Now, if that affects you any single way, it's taking on your insecurities, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If someone walks into my room and just says, I'm the fucking man, I'm like, yes, you are the fucking man. I, I just let him have it. Let him fucking yeah. have it. He's feeling himself. Let him fucking have it. You know, if I felt super insecure about where I'm at in my life, like, fuck, I'm a loser. That guy would piss me off if he walked in. He would piss me off i'm like man i have nothing going in here for me right now and you want to fucking walk in my fucking room and tell me you're the fucking man you are not yeah. the man you're just like everyone else we're all pieces of crap you know like it all depends on who's taking it <laughs> that's yeah. my dialogue when it comes to confidence because i love confident people i love people that can walk in and be like like chris one one of the biggest things that stood out to me that's why i wanted you in this team so bad these are these were the words that I, I can't even get out of my ear. It's like, I want to be the number one online coach in New Zealand. Like that, that I'm like, that's it, that's it. Shut it down. That's a good title. That's that's worth living. Being number one, you know, you know what's funny? If you look at and study history, all the astronauts that traveled to the moon in the 30s and 40s, when they got to the moon, they came back depressed. Why? Their life goal was to get to the fucking moon. So when they got back, they're like, fuck, my life goals got the moon. Now we're moon, uh, the, we've done the moon now. Now what the fuck's next? Yeah, now, the exactly. thing is, when you shoot for number yeah. one, it is so hard. It is ridiculously hard to be number one. But when you when when you strive to go there and you surround yourself with, with hungry animals, I mean, you probably will fight your whole life to get there. What? Who will you bring with you along the way? What fruits will you collect? The journey of getting there is where the meaning is. But if you don't have any goals, you go like this. Now, also, you don't have to be number one too. And this is a thought I thought about the other day. Like, let's say we're all playing chess, right? You don't have to be number one. You can be number two, but be on the winning side. Like the king needs the queen and the king also needs the pawns and the 
car, the the horse, and uh, the bishop. They they everyone needs to play a pay, place. If you don't have to be in the number one, but you want to be on the number one winning team, <laughs> you know you don't have to yeah. be the number one guy. Yeah, you want you want to be celebrating that success with everyone else, right? That's the yeah, hundred percent. Like I want to join the room full of winners. I do not want to be in the room full of losers because <laughs> most people that lose are complaining about how unfair life is. <laughs> yeah. The unfairness side of things, like it's life is unfair. Like it's not going to be handed to you on a plate. You should not expect anything. You work for it, right? Do not expect people to give you fucking handouts um and look after you just because you feel sad. Like change it. Change yourself. Mm. You know, you gotta work on yourself first and foremost, because no one else is gonna do it. Yeah. So tell me what's the best results that you've gotten from your clients? Because I know you have, you've been in this industry even a lot longer than me. Like what type of results have you seen? Um, and, and could you share some stories to inspire some people? Yeah. So for me, as you probably picked up, I'm very big on the mental health side of things. So I tend to really value um, changes with people's mindset and their, and their confidence. I love that side of things. Like body changes that's like kind of like your plans it's your nutrition it's really important but man you can flip the switch in that brain that's a whole new level for me um so that's my biggest wins for me personally right for client my clients might say differently you know that a lot of them have lost a lot of weight a lot of them are a lot stronger now um and that's what their goals were but for me some of the biggest things is i had um a young girl she was probably she was 17 so she was quite young little like very tiny girl 45 kilo so quite quite like young um little girl she (laughs) she came to me one day in our training session and she said oh my god i just opened my first jar today and i was like that's amazing i'm so proud of you you know it's so cool um and it wasn't the fact that she was able to open that jar like that was a big part for her but she didn't have to ask anyone else for help um she was now independent enough to be able to provide that kind of help for herself now she felt more empowered with herself she was confident like she was buzzing it was uh phenomenal um and i remember those kind of moments like that was like years and years ago i remember that like it was yesterday because for me it was really special as well um so moments like that uh are my top my top ones really um, I could probably think of another one where I had another uh, lady. She went through. She had a brain tumor, and she had um, surgery on her on her brain, and she was out of action for quite a long time. And then she got in contact with me. She was in a pretty bad space, um, both mentally, physically. Uh, she couldn't eat either, so she was having like one meal a day. Her energy levels, she thought at the time, were pretty good. But what I said to her is, like, you've been doing this for years, right? You've had one meal a day for years. What are you comparing this to? And wow. um, she's like, oh, yeah, I, nothing, you know. I said, okay, let's do this. So we, we changed her nutrition. It wasn't like, um, okay, now you're eating five meals a day. That's it. Because, one, that would be, like, it's going from zero to a 1,000 and, and overnight, and you can't do that, right? So it's slow incremental changes over a long period of time that form healthy lifestyle cha- habits. Um, so we, we changed the little things in nutrition, you know, just got her eating a little bit more. Um, her main priority for me was fueling her for her exercise. So I said, you're not allowed to come in here unless you've had some healthy carbs and some protein. 
and I'm going to ask you every single session, and we're doing three sessions a week, um, every single session, what you've eaten and when you ate it, okay? And we did that. I did that for a couple of weeks. Um, and it just became a habit for her, and then I you know, didn't have to ask her anymore. Now she is three, four meals a day pretty regularly. Um, she's looking the wow. best shape ever. How looked. good is that? One meal a day for for the longest time and now she's actually at a healthy a healthy meal range that's fucking yeah. incredible yeah and like her body has just responded like she was always quite a uh, very lean person and very like fit but like now she's got a little bit more definition in her muscles she didn't want to get big and bulky so we didn't train her that way um but man she is fit like i can i can drill her for 45 minutes of hit cardio like i can't drill anyone else that is honestly i'm like i can't i'm glad i'm not doing this shit because this is hard like i can't believe you're still going that's how the energy levels now like she's, she's <laughs> yeah. mr driller that's what we're going to call you okay <laughs> last question what are you wanting to bring to the dream team academy chris uh, I guess it's um, a different outlook because, you know, we've all got our own unique upbringings, um, different outlooks in life for how we've been brought up and um, what our life has given us. So um, my my goal is to, one, like, I want to help people mental, with mental health and, and their mindset. Like, that's a, that's a huge part for me. Um, from there, things like your training, um, your strength increases, like, obviously, that's I love doing that. Um, growing muscle and your nutrition that's a huge part as well I love nutrition it's very complex so I want to bring that kind of stuff to the academy and really get rid of um, all these myths and bullshit that's out in the influencer world um, and just just give you the, the the science okay the bare facts science that is tested that is proven that is peer-reviewed researched um, without all the fluffy shit to sell you my um special diet plan or anything like that like i'm not into that that's not me um i don't give a shit about keto and all that stuff if you want to do that that's cool we'll talk about it but i'm going to tell you the science behind it um, and let you have an informed decision before we go down the road yeah some real fucking raw facts that's what we need okay yeah. i love that man um we're going to be on time, but thank you so much for like sharing your story. I know that the Dream Team Academy, your students, all our students right now could definitely resonate with everything that you've mentioned. I know we're going to pick apart, like, like usually on a call like this, there's so much that we've, we dissected. Like if you can just take one thing away from today's call, guys, just drop down below your biggest takeaway, like one biggest takeaway that, you know, resonated with you. So we know that like one, you're invested into your education when it comes to mindset, nutrition and training. Like having worked with thousands of people between me and Chris, there's certain patterns that we can see that are successful and there's certain patterns that we can see that are not successful. So always make sure you're a student. I know mean, um, Chris, because we have mentors and coaches, we are always doing our takeaways as well. And we're constantly yeah. learning. So yeah, um, cool. That's pretty much it. Um, guys, let us know your biggest takeaways. Drop it below. Chris, thank you again so much for joining on with us tonight. No worries. Enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. Busy people, listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams 
without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.